Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast, Boots on the Ground, number nine. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast a free Axon Tire resource mouse pad. But not one, two. Two, baby. Pads, uh, plural. Yeah. If you would like these mouse pads... The resource portion, you're looking at it. Man, that 8630 has 20.8s, but I can't find them online. What do I need? Go to your resource, resource mouse pad. Mouse pad you need a 520. That's right. R38. Get some. There you go. 8630. Shift in C range. Yep. If you would like those mouse pads, you can go to axontiretips.com, fill out the form, and receive them. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy, nice. Hey Tim, how do you say uh, how do you say two in Australian? Uh, two. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past thirty-three years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment <clears throat> from a dealer, auction, or private party, AgDirect can finance it. You can even apply on agdirect.com, and you can learn more about all your financing options at agdirect.com. Right on. Moving Iron Podcast is also brought to you by TractorZoom. With access to over $20 billion worth of heavy equipment sales data, TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent heavy equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. So in case you didn't pick up on the, uh, on the joke there, we got Tim Short back on from... Walkabout Creek in uh, in Australia. Oh, there you go. It's Crocodile Dundee, bro. That's what <laughs> so there you go. But <laughs> that's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> so, <laughs> how many times did you hear that in the eighties, Tim? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so Tim is a uh, guy we met online. Can't any. You know, talk talk to us back and forth. Got him on here. He works for a case dealership over there in uh, in Australia. So, Tim, tell everybody where you work at and kind of the geographical area that you guys cover. So I work in uh, central west of New South Wales, 
uh, state on the eastern coast of Australia. Um, we are about 400 k's west of Sydney. And we have three dealerships. Uh, the townships we operate in are uh, Narromine, Warren and Gilgandra. Predominantly dry land wheat. We do have irrigated cotton. Macquarie Valley is one of the um, founding cotton growing valleys in Australia. So it makes up a large portion of, of what we do. Uh, we also have a large portion of um, livestock being sheep and cattle. You'd love that, Aaron, sheep. Absolutely, except they're the wrong kind. Oh, not not the Dorpers. There's more and more Dorpers uh, down there, but as well. Yep. Yeah, that's it. A lot of Rambolets, yeah. though, right? Australia is the land of the or Merino. Marino. Is it Merino? Yeah. Well, well. Yep. Rambolet, huh? I'm, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. All right. I, I had my little geek, <laughs> I had my little geek out. You had, your, you had your man. I'm good. That's good. Yeah. I about went down there and started stuffing wool bags and trimming yeah. hooves, but we don't have time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so Tim, come on, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening there, and I'll show you. So, Australia is the complete opposite of what we're at right now, and different different times of the season, those things kind of going on. So, for instance, we're in t-shirts, right? And he's in a hoodie inside. Right. Cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's cold, wet, which is quite unseasonable for uh, this time of the year, we, we, we're not usually as wet as what we have been. So we're coming out of the out of the back of, or off the back of three really um, super wet winters. Um, and the challenge we have at the moment is, and again, we're directly opposite to you with your uh, weather. You guys are quite dry, which is unseasonable. Um, we're struggling to finish off winter crop planting and also too, especially in the Macquarie Valley, we're struggling to there's some guys that are not even 50% through pick. In a normal year, we would be well and truly done. Okay, so you're so you're being bogged down, then. yeah. Yeah, we are. And, and I was talking to a farmer the other day, and he was saying the challenge is going. This is going to be the challenge at harvest time because there's so much diff, um, because there's so much uh, time between when they first start planting to when they're going to finish. Right. It's going to be stop, start, stop, start. Which right. It's going to be a challenge. Harvest nightmare. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Hurry up! Hurry up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Hurry that's up and wait. Yeah. So. Yeah. So complete opposite to you guys. Yep. So unfortunately, you're not the complete opposite of us when it comes to uh, equipment availability and getting stuff to you. I, I've got to imagine that we're struggling over here, and where where most of the stuff's getting uh, getting manufactured. And I, I got to believe just because of lead times getting stuff across the ocean out of ports and everything else that that you're you just have got to have this huge extrapolation of of what we think is bad and you probably wish you had so i guess as you're looking at that that situation right now tim what are some of the struggles you're seeing and how are you uh, communicating that with your customers and then guess also what are your customers reaction to that so i guess we've been in this path for a little while now so in terms of communicating with our customers it's it's the weekly or as soon as we have know the information we're, we're passing it on to our customers right, right. Um, it's, it's it's the only way to be um, probably 90 percent of the customers we've been in this we've been in, this has been our normal I guess you could say so whilst they're not overly happy they're accepting of the situation they know that that's just life now and I think um, what I think 
what we're going to start to see is we're probably going to start to see those opportunistic guys have to start planning their equipment purchases instead of so gone are the day gone are going to be the days where they wake up and they want and they're like oh i need a new magnum i'm going to go buy one today that isn't going to happen right so they're gonna they're gonna have to be more planning okay and your guys probably do this better than what our guys do in terms of when they're going to plan plan to put machines in um so yeah i think it's going to change their purchasing uh decisions and planning yeah well and Um, and and we noticed that like with the early order programs this year they were open for about 30 seconds we had yeah i did hear that right we had everything already done already in the hopper and it's go click enter done (laughs) the world sold out like (coughs) instantly yeah so it didn't take very long man it is it's just crazy even you know you it used to be you could not talk a guy into ordering a planner in june he's like i just got done how am i supposed to put my name on something now that i won't see for a year and now it's like please put your name on this and we hope we see it in a year and he's like yes get get two of them because that other one will be two years later and that'll be my second trade so yeah, absolutely. We've we've had um, customers do that as well. The same um, the same thing. Right over. Well, I've I've got one and I'm waiting for it. So by the time that one gets here, I'm probably going to be not far off needing another one. So I might as well put the order in for another one now. Right. Um. So uh, and we've been a little bit the same with combine harvesters. We've always we've always had the early order program and people have been prepared to wait. Um. It's probably not drama. Is not actually getting the combines it is more so the fronts that we're having trouble with yeah so and i think that's a worldwide right issue um from one of the front suppliers so last time you're on here you were we were talking about used equipment and kind of how the buying pattern of used equipment buyers were in those kind of things and you were talking about you know the the late model low hour stuff you know there's questions about why would you be getting rid of this stuff this early you know have you seen any any change in that with guys that are like you know what i have a chance to really maybe make a few dollars by selling this assuming that i've got one to replace it with i mean are you seeing some of that trickle down where you've maybe there's a little more openness to some late model low hour stuff in your area i think it is starting to change but i think i think the the scarcity of equipment is starting to change that mindset right so there's a there's a tractor sitting on the fence i need it i'm going to get it because if i don't someone else is going to so that's probably not so much the questioning more so now compared to what it was earlier they're just like we're going to book that yeah right there it is it's available now i'll take it yeah that's it right Are you seeing a lot? Are you seeing some transactional stuff between, you know, farmer to farmer type of thing? Are you seeing some of that kind of stuff where they're circumventing the whole, the whole process altogether and just selling more stuff on their own? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of guys, and in some cases, we're also encouraging that. Sure. Because yeah. we don't have to. We don't have to deal with it. Yeah. So and and to be fair, they're going to get more money. Which is going to reduce their changeover, right? 
Yep. So yeah, we're saying saying that <laughs> the only danger with that is because it is so easy to sell at the moment. They're all going to think that it's very it's very easy. Forever selling yeah. is a very yeah. easy process. Right. But it's not. Yeah. When it's tough, it's tough. Yeah. So yep. yeah. Soak it up now, guys, because the how much is that? One sixty nine. Okay, write it up. Yeah. It's gonna end. It's gonna end. <laughs> and yeah. everybody's that's gotta it. learn how to sell again. Yep. Yeah. That's that's, that's right. Be. But yeah. you know, given given the what we've noticed a lot of here, which ties into the guys selling their own machinery, this whole gamut is you you might have a tractor that brings a hundred at an auction, but never in a million years would we even ask that. You know, we're still at like an ask 90 and take less. And you you get so much feed into that world and guys going, well, everything's up, everything's up, everything's up. Well, certain things are up. Everything's hard to get, but certain things are up. Not all of it is up. You know, the banged out mm-hmm. high hour stuff, it's still a commodity. You know, it is what it is. Right. So you run, you run into it. We're, we're seeing more and more of that, which is fueling, you know, to piggyback with what you guys are doing. The Here's our number. You might get this. You're more than welcome to have at it. So, yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it, and it, it works well. It's, it's a it's fallback position. And, um, yeah, go for it. So right now you're in, you're in the middle of uh, cotton harvest, right? And mm-hmm. and you've got some planting going on, some seeding going on, some wheat and those kind of things. So I guess talk about that a little bit and, and what you see happening there. I know you've got some weather struggles like you talked about. It's, it's wet, so whether you're planting or uh, harvesting right now when it's, when it's wet and nasty out, it always sucks. So I'm sure you've got just the most, you know, upbeat and happy customers on the planet right now. But... If you if you were to take a step back and take a look, I mean, price of cotton right now is doing really well. Obviously, world yeah. price of wheat's doing good too. So, I guess in your area, are you seeing more wheat getting planted and more guys planted to look at cotton? You know, especially cotton going into the spring, a lot could change between now and then. But do you see a lot more wheat acres going in, and are you seeing a lot more um, upbeat kind of thought processes around wheat than anything else right now? Yeah, there is there is a lot more up. Like they're all very buoyant at the moment because commodities are up. It's been a long time since it's been like this. Um, the other thing too, especially with cotton, so because ninety nine percent of the cotton grown here is uh, flood irrigated. Okay. So our water storage dams are full. So there is depending on the season, but there is probably two. To maybe three years of water stored, so okay. cotton growers are excited about that. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're looking. Uh, it's it's going to look very favourable um, for the next three, years, especially in that cotton sector. And I, I can't see pricing. I can't see see the bottom falling out of that anytime soon. Right. Um, in terms of dry land, wheat and cereals. Yeah, there's a lot of wheat going in. Um, 
they've probably cut back on their oil seeds. So we, we do grow a lot of canola here, but probably not as much as they do in the south. Um, they've probably cut that back a little bit just due to um, the wet conditions. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the uh, that's going to be the challenge, I think, because some guys have started. It was dry, they started, then it's been wet, then they've had to stop, then they've started again. So harvest time is going to be a real staggered harvest. Right. Um, however, in, in talk, getting out and talking to farmers, yes, it's a challenge, but they are like, we'd prefer to have this than dust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot more opportunities in what they're doing. Um, and, and couple that with livestock as well. You know, a lot of these bigger dryland guys have got a flock of livestock. Um, so, you know, they, they're, they're still bringing really good money as well. Um, so that um, they're not chasing feed and water and things like that for them. Yep, sure. Absolutely. All right, Tim. So looking out right now, I guess as you look out, what going through the end of the year here, I mean, you're you're in winter, right? Your your winter months are right now, so you're in the middle of winter. First day of winter was two days ago for you, so so you mm-hmm. have you have that going on. And now, so I guess as you look through this going into spring, are you getting any kind of indication? Are you seeing anything? Some light at the end of the tunnel that's going to break open a little bit and, and get get the supply of uh, parts and equipment and those kind of things to you. Yeah, it's a good question. I've thought a lot about that. Um, I think the only way it's going to fast track is if we have a slowing in demand. Now, now in Australia, we've just had a change of government as well. So that's something that's happened since. um, And we've got uh, record inflation. And obviously, the only way to keep a lid on inflation is to increase interest rates. Now a lot of us work on subsidised interest rates, be it from uh, CH Capital or John Deere Financial. However, those interest rates will still rise, I think, and I think that may start to put the brakes on, um, which might start to slow the market, which will allow manufacturers to catch up. Um, that's the only thing I can really see. Or if we do, if the um, Bureau of meteorology is completely wrong, and we go into a La Nina phase or a um, El Nino phase, um, and our conditions back off. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. There's got to be something that's going to be the leveler, I guess, and it's it's going to be one of those two things, I think, to right. slow that market down. Something to hit reset a little bit. Yeah, that's it. The reset. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. If, what your thoughts are on that with with what you're seeing in your markets you know i think we're, we're seeing something very similar to you know, i mean we look at um you know we're switching from a la nina to an el nino phase as well and mm-hmm. you know that for us means that we're going to go from a, a a warmer drier um type of climate to more of a, a cooler wetter uh type of climate and kind of give some really good opportunities to to see some things there um, we have uh, a few other things that are kind of in play right now. If you look at our weather patterns and those kind of things, that that could um, have a dramatic effect on on overall production, and not in a lack of production, but a you know a really huge upscale in production and what that looks like over the next couple of years. 
So we have an opportunity to, to really see some things move in a direction that, that take us down from this, you know, $7, $8, you know, corn thing to, to something more like maybe it's maybe it's four fifty or five bucks. Um, maybe it's six bucks. Who knows what that looks like? Five dollar corn is a new three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird to say that. But then you start looking at right now, I mean if you look at our, our futures right now, I want to say July wheat is ten sixty five, which has come down quite a bit. Oh yeah. It was almost thirteen bucks there for a minute. Um, so yeah, so we have, we've seen some stuff there. But I think a lot of this stuff is settling down, you know, again, the inflationary thing, just like you talked about, or record, not record high inflation, but we're the highest inflation we've seen in 40 years, you know, since the 80s, mm. um, and what we've got going on there. So there's a lot of headwinds that we're, that we're, you know, facing against right now, but, you know, I can't say that when we sit back and take a look at the overall marketplace that there's any lack of demand, right? Interest rates have come mm. up. No. Oh God! I bet interest rates have risen four and a half percent since the first of the year. Doubled. Um, you know, so we went from they pretty much doubled. Cash. Is that your cash? Cash? That's your um, basis cash yeah. rate from the yeah. reserve bank. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. no, I take that back. No, from our reserve bank, we've gone up a point and a half. Now we're supposed to see yeah. another okay. three quarters of a point jump up. I'm talking like, you know, like the lending institutions that you know, the Johnson Financials or AgDirect, those kind mm-hmm. of folks. Mm-hmm. We've seen, mm-hmm. you know, we went from right around two and a half to three to, you know, here we are almost hitting right about six, you know. Depending on what it is, we're going to see some jumps next month to see what those things happen. But with all that being said, nope, I have yet to see anybody go, you know what, this interest rate thing is just, uh, it's too scary for me and I'm going to I'm gonna back off right now. Right. I've not seen anybody do that yet, and I, mm. I really thought when we hit you know five and a half and six percent that we would we would see some of that, but we haven't. And I don't know if you're seeing something like that where you got customers that are sitting back going like, oh man, this inflation deal and interest rates. Da, da, da. I mean, maybe we should stop a little bit, but kind of what you said earlier it doesn't sound like they are either. No, no, it's not. We're not seeing that, and yeah. um, I can remember many years ago. I can remember selling. Or financing equipment at eight and a half percent, and the market was still buying it at eight and a half percent. So there is always going to be an appetite for that. Right. Um, but I think coming out of and and I guess we've got some younger farmers, especially in our area, that are coming up. You know, the next generation who've never who've who've not seen that in the past ten years. Um, so they, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. Yeah, I mean, you see that a lot with the the up-and-comers, if you will, you know, and those guys going, wow, 6% interest? Be like, throw, <laughs> put, you could put a one in front of that, you know, a few decades ago. So hold on, man. It, it, could, it could get wild before it gets better. But, yeah, no, I think. And that's just yeah. the world we're in. Not mm. any, there's nothing <laughs> yeah, one right. single soul can do about it except – Deal with what you're given. So, yeah, that's exactly that's right, exactly man. We've right. got we've got a lot of a uh, lot of opportunity. I think to see some stuff happen. It will be interesting, though. This is something, and, and you you tell me what you think here too, Tim. What you see in your areas is that once you know the factories get caught up and everyone's getting their stuff like they're supposed to be getting it, a lot of this, you know, I'll take it. You know, at any price thing is going to go away pretty quick. Oh yeah, right. Hopefully, <laughs> once. 
wants supply yeah. and, and you know catches up with demand. So uh, I, I guess are you, what are you seeing that from that perspective? Do you, are you seeing something similar to that? Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Um, but you know what will happen. Supply will free up and we'll right. be in a screaming drought in Australia, which will bring back demand. Right. Um, unfortunately. So because realistically, yeah, the next dry period is, is not that far away. Yeah. So based on records. Right. So we'll... Um, and you but guys, have, have, you guys have drought like the rest of the world doesn't. When you guys have yeah, drought, it's, so. it is crazy drought. It is. And the, I guess the last drought that we've just come out of, or the, the three-year drought from about 17 to about 20, was by far the worst that anyone has ever seen right. um, in living memory. So, And I guess everyone's, because it was so severe and for so long, people are still struggling with a little bit of PTSD from that, if you know what I mean. If they've changed <laughs> yeah. for two weeks, people are going, oh, shit. Yep, absolutely. It's getting dry. Yep. So, yeah. It didn't rain this week. Turn that tractor off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. So, um, but yeah, I think that's probably what we're going to see. Um, Casey, I think, yeah, I would agree with what, what you're seeing um, down there in terms of the fact that yeah, we'll take it at any price. Is 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 going to quickly evaporate? Yeah, when it does, it's going to cause a big problem. Um, a mm, big, a bigger, it is a big problem. I mean, a bigger problem, not just for the dealers, but I mean, the you know, whole market. I mean, it's just going to be a, a big, a big chain reaction and that's, across the board. That's the challenge, I guess, for dealers is picking when that happens because you don't want to be loaded with inventory when that does happen, because you know our customers have to order so far out, we've got to do the same thing. Right. So at what time do we put the brakes on? That's why we have to be analysing what's going on so we can maybe start to pick a pattern um, so that we, we can woo up on the ordering and, right. and get retailed what's coming our way because that floor plan interest can be quite relentless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, wanna, they like getting paid. They don't ever forget about it. They never do. They like to be... <laughs> We sent that bill, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get him next month. Doesn't we? Yeah. Well, we sent that check. It's number six eight nine three. Oh, okay, you're good. Yeah, that was yeah. close. <laughs> they almost caught us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost yeah. got us. Yeah. So, hmm. well, good stuff, man. Uh, Tim, anything else you want to make sure we talk about here before we, we close down the podcast? Uh, no, I think that's about. Um, I think we've covered most things that are happening. So good. Um, yeah, it's just going to be going to be interesting to pick that um you know that slow i think that'll be the next thing for focus for us as well is picking when that market's going to turn around right or when that when that demand's going to slow right. right yeah i already got it i already have my date picked when it's going to happen i'm just not going <laughs> to tell anybody yep see exactly what i thought told you guys i mean <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> there when it happens, told you, you. say yeah that's yeah. it see i told you the whole time yeah, this is exactly i've never had in my head the whole time yep so all right, Tim. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on here. I know you've, you're you're on a you're, you're Saturday afternoon right now, so I uh, I appreciate you taking the time to be on here, man. Yeah, no problems at all. So it was a pleasure to catch up with you guys. Thank you. How's how's the rugby season? Uh yeah, not too bad. We're uh, we're six from seven, and we've got a rugby game 
this afternoon. So, yeah, we've got our got our young fellas playing on the uh, on the senior ground. So that's a uh, a big thing for them. Right on. So yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That'll be cool. All right, oh, man. So, Tim, folks, want to reach out to you, get more information about what it is you're doing, man. What's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way to do that is uh, obviously by my email, which is tim at 3rm.com.au. Okay. Aaron, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, call me, text me, 308-760-1193. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn by my name, Aaron Fintel. Fintel. Um, on Twitter, the Ag Twitterverse, at AARonFintel. And uh, email, Aaron.Fintel at MovingIronLLC.com. And what about you, Mr. Seymour? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC, LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and you can see us all on the YouTube channel that we have here. That's the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. And uh, it's the video version of what we're doing here, so check that out. You can also, uh, if you want to see all the stuff Moving Iron related, go to movingironllc.com and you'll see uh, blog posts, the library of the Moving Iron podcast, plus all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th, which I hope to see you at, Tim. Um, hopefully you can you can make the trek across the ocean there. That'd be great. Start paddling, uh, buddy. You, you, by the time, <laughs> yeah, you, you go, you'll be here before you know it. And uh, so, so. You'd want, if you're interested in that, check that out. All the information is there, or you can send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, good friend Alex Chuchenko is over in Ukraine right now delivering humanitarian aid. If you're interested in helping Alex, go to the YouTube, or go to the YouTube, go to the um, show notes here, and you'll see a link to his GoFundMe page. So check that out. and uh, Or you can just go to gofundme.com, and you can help uh, you go to Alex, help Alex deliver humanitarian, humanitarian aid, aid to the to Ukraine. Ukraine no from from Poland, Poland to the to Ukraine, Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah so check that out and you'll be able to help him out there so with that I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell and Tim Short let's move some iron folks out Axon Tire is going to have more tips tricks and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville if you're looking to sign up for the event please head over to movingironllc.com we hope to see you there Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Yeah.